Trivia question. What planet is this? Uranus? No, actually. Could be. I don't actually know. You know what, dude? Did they take away Pluto's I think that's Uranus. It could be. Uh, they tried to. I don't know where we are with that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think they stripped Pluto of its planetary membership. Yes. Yes, dude. Which I don't get. You know what's funny? I used to think it's it's. I used to think like it's silly to think we're the only solar system mm. space is endless yeah but now i'm starting to think maybe we are maybe this is it oh fuck off no we're not maybe fuck you there's definitely ufos but are they from are they intergalactic ufos intergalactic planetary planet here's the thing intergalactic you know how you know no one has ever invented space travel or time travel, rather. Because we'd know if they did. Yeah, because they would have gone back in time previous to us, and then everyone that came across them would have told us. Listen, I get it. I totally get it. And there's a lot of UFOs that I, be- I believe in all the UFO shit going on. I'm just curious as to what's going to happen. But, like, in theory... Well, hold on. Let's start the episode, and then we'll come back to it. Oh, us. fine. Fine, fuck. I'm so sure can. Hey everybody, welcome to the ep fucking hey everybody, welcome to episode one hundred and seventy nine of I'm So Surecast. Wow. Worst intro ever. Keeping it. Um That was great. But think about it, right? So say so if the if the universe is endless. Right. Because it it as far as we know is endless, which is not even comprehensible. Correct. Picture Seabrook Beach, mm-hmm. which has ends to it. Right? right. So it's more than that. And say one of those grain of, grains of sand was us. And then a grain of sand that was like 400 yards away was aliens. Mm-hmm. Look how many fucking grains of sand are in between those two grains of sand. Right. And that's not even all the grains of sand. You're right. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just you never fucking know. What if there's... And then you get into the question of like dimensions. What if there's just like endless dimensions of this exact solar system happening at the same time, like in a yeah linear stack? It's I don't true. No, dude. It just starts to freak you out when you it start does. thinking about it. You know. Yeah. That's why I always choose to just instead just eat like fucking a ton of chips and salsa. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's incomprehensible because it's inconceivable. Yeah, may all right, maybe if whatever your religion is, let's say there is some sort of of maker, mm. right? Up there. Maker's mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like, you know what, just I only made this thing. So just don't waste your time. I'm gonna make it so you can't even comprehend this because you're just wasting your time. Mm. Could be. Interesting. You know? Wouldn't it make more sense to make it so that you can't waste your time? No, because you want to be inquisitive. You want to, you know, have people. Because it's fun. It's hopeful. It's 
You have conversations. Right. I see what you're saying. You still want nerds in the world because they're the ones that are going to cure cancer and invent, you know. Right. So you don't want you don't want incurious people. Wow. But you don't want to waste them too much time. Gotcha. You know who I truly don't like? Tell me, please. Dying to know. Is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Listen, I know we've talked about it, and I agree with you. Go on. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> oh, man. What else? What else? I'm sure we're already oh, I, I just inhaled the same to, time to, I did. to stay quiet. Yeah. Like I went, and then I was like, I'll, I'll pause. And then I did the same fucking thing, yeah. thinking you were going to say something. It was a game of chicken. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, I didn't see anyone this past weekend, so I didn't do anything worth talking about. I don't think. What did I do? I, okay, I have a question. I thought about this the other day. Yeah, sure. A nice time-wasting conversation. Yeah. That's what this podcast is. So, like, you walk up to that lamp right there. Yep. If you went to turn that lamp off, and, like, you have to turn the thing, and it makes a clicking yep. sound. Say you wanted to turn it off and turn it back on. Mm-hmm. How many clicks do you think you should feel in your fingers to make it do those things? Um, one, I, I should turn it to like four o'clock here. Click. Then if I want to turn it back on, same thing. Okay. So what you just basically said, click per action. Yeah. You click once it turns on one rotation should get me a click. So every lamp in this fucking house. And I think in the history of the world, maybe. Yep. Can't be, but maybe the double click, double click, right? You turn it twice. Then it turns off. Then you turn it two more times. Then it turns back on. Wait, wait. But are you talking about one wrist so action with a quick double click? Or are you talking about two turns? I mean, two tactile clicks that you feel. Like they built it so that you will feel it click twice in your fingertips. Yes. Okay. I'm very familiar with that. And it just only spins in one direction. Right. And no matter what, it's two clicks. But why is it two clicks? Yeah, that's interesting because a light switch doesn't work that way. Right. But it's almost like they made it so that if it's on, I don't even fucking know. Because it's it's tw- two clicks for on, one for off. No, it's it's two clicks no matter what. Like if you're turning the th- if it's on and you're turning it, you're going to feel a click. It's still on. Click, it's off. They're gonna, and now it's off. They're going to feel click. It's still yeah, off. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Click, it's on. Yeah, that would drive me nuts if Why I had to flick a light switch to turn it off. They just alternate it. That's weird. But it's almost like they're giving you like a warning. Like, hey, if you click this one more time. Hey, it's, it's going to go dark. You're going to get your desired effect. Yeah, it could be. They would have got one click ago if we didn't design it this way. Could be. I don't know. It just drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, I. it's weird how for granted we do take light um and even when so typically when we lose power nowadays Mm. it's usually because of blizzard yeah yeah but when you step outside in a blizzard the outside is pretty light you know because the moonlight's reflecting off the snow if it's but like but during a blizzard isn't it like there's clouds so there's no moonlight no not necessarily okay all right um, but 
I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I guess the point is. Yep, I'm listening. I don't think I'm ever. I've ever been anywhere where where there's not a light within 15 feet of me. Well, not that I've never been there, but anytime I'm in a civilized area, if I'm in a house, I guess what I'm saying is darkness is not my ally. Maybe I, even, I had one too many dosekis tonight. I, even, <laughs> I think I did. Even I'm like, what the fuck? Just shut up. Where that would be. What? Uh, oh. Darkness being your ally. No idea where it is. Yeah, you, oh, can, probably un- you can probably unplug the power too by now. Cause it's <laughs> oh, for real? <sighs> but if you ever find me just <clears throat> in a room... Like the aviator. If I've locked myself in a room and you can, you know, I'm in a room, pissing in milk jugs and pissing in milk jugs, just refuse to answer the door, and eventually you get in. Oh wait, was she a great big fat person? You're gonna find me rocking back and forth in a corner, surrounded by lamps. Right. And I'm gonna go every single one, two clicks. Every single fucking lamp in this house, two fucking. Clicks. Yeah, you're gonna be hugging your knees, screaming two clicks. Yeah. Two clicks, two clicks, two clicks, two clicks. Yeah, we'll have to talk to... Um, it's the way of the future. I'll have to talk to somebody about that. Three clicks, it's the way of the future. Maybe we can get Elon Musk on the show, it's see what he future. thinks. Three clicks, it's the way of the future. Show me all the blueprints. <laughs> show me all the blueprints. Didn't we used to have that on here? We have... Uh, <clears throat> no, we have It's it's uh, the way of the future. Aviator is a great movie. It's the way of the um, future. I hope it's still on here, dude. Here's the thing. Scorsese movies are very long, but they're never boring. So Aviators, like three hours. Wolf of Wall Street. You know what's so funny? Yeah, tell me. That Irishman movie? Yeah. All anyone could talk about is it's so long. Oh, it's a long movie. Wolf of Wall Street, I think, is exactly as long as The Irishman. Really? I I didn't hear anyone bitching about that. Well, some people would be like, well, that tells you it's not a good movie. Yeah, but I don't know. You're a hero. Whoa, didn't mean to hit that. Oh, speaking of, the teacher strike in Haverhill and Malden. Oh, I actually asked Dave about that. And then I was driving when he answered and I didn't read it. Dave who? Um, so <clears throat> I'm thinking of Haverhill. But right. Dave McKenzie, I asked him what the fuck their problem was. Because he keeps up with the town news. Yeah. Uh, oh, he said, I'm pretty sure it comes down to them getting offered like a 5% raise over three years. They're asking for like 20% over three years. Right. And also for smaller class sizes. Uh-huh. And he said, my next door neighbor is a former Haverhill teacher. And I guess this has been going on for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't think of a more mob-like organization than the teachers union. Here's the thing, though, dude. It's I, worse than John Gotti opening a, a construction company in 1975 New York. Right. Here's the thing, though, is I also want a 20% raise because I took a 20% pay cut this year. The only difference is 90% of teachers basically voted for my 20% pay cut where I didn't. 
Yeah, and they loved shutting down the schools and making sure everyone got vaccinated, which turned off a lot of people. Like the the teachers union really is as despicable an organization as you can get. So <laughs> when I hear teachers, you know, talk complaining about their salary, I'm like, well, take it up into your fucking shitty evil union that doesn't give a fuck about anything, much less kids. If you if you meet a delegate from the teachers union and they probably don't even have kids the idea that they oh it's for the kids shut up oh you think darkness oh you is found, your it. Ally. found it you merely adopted the dark i was born in it molded by it I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. Where the Foley guy, or whoever makes the sound fucked up, is he's talking, and you can still hear, while words are coming out of his mouth, which makes no fucking sense, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They definitely... But the uh, Way of the Future is not on here anymore. God he took damn. it off. It's Way of the Future. It's Way of the Future. Dude, Tom Hardy is just not a good actor, man. So there's the movie with him, Locke, that I like. L-O-C-K-E? Yes. Yep. It's a really good movie, actually. Um, I recently rewatched the movie Warrior with Tom Hardy and uh, Joel Edgerton, guy from The Gift. Oh, yeah. Court of the Weirdo. Yeah. Um, that's a good movie. Tom Hardy. So the fight scenes. Oh, yeah. Tom Hardy is well cast because he looks fucking terrifying. Fair enough. And he has Tom Hardy's traps are bizarrely gigantic. gigantic. Yeah. Um, so Tom Hardy is well cast in the sense where when he's in the fucking cage, he looks terrifying. But. In terms of like the emotionally heavy scenes, can't do it. He's just fucking terrible. Like all he does is act pissed off and just mumbles. And you're yeah, like, that's, how is this fucking acting? That's what he does in fucking. And then he Peaky almost, Blonde. but he talks in a way where it, he's like mentally challenged. You know what I mean? Right. Like he'll go. Uh, he didn't. Wait, then fuck I can't even he'll go he'll go like in Warrior he'll, Nick Nolte's really good in the movie because he's like an actual actor <laughs> and he'll be like talking to him and he'll be like you know you know what dad talking just like this he'll go you know what where where was where was this when I was a kid when I needed it and you're just like oh shut up they used to call him Gordo the Weirdo nice I was hoping you were gonna find that <laughs> But yeah, Tom Hardy, not a good actor. Not a bad actor, I guess, but not good. It's so crazy to me that somebody <clears throat> somebody can play a role in a movie mm -hmm. and now they're forever pinned as th that exact type of role. Right. And then somebody like, uh, what's his name? Jason they used to call him. Yeah. They used to call him Gordo the Weirdo. Can play a fucking role like this. Yeah. Then he can be in Arrested Development. Then he can be in Ozark. Yep. He can do anything. Yep. 
He can be a funny, a funny guy or a serious guy. Absolutely. And then you have someone like fucking. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, Keith uh, David. Uh, uh, fucking goddamn. Michael Sarah. Right. Fucked. Yeah, he can only he play can only the, one the nervous incel. Yeah. Right. That's it. And a lot of that has to do with his looks, I guess. Yeah, it does. <sighs> but but other But not else? really, because there's a ton of ugly um like Paul Giamatti's not classically handsome. I think he's one he's of the best actors. Fantastic. Any fucking movie with Paul Giamatti, I'm like, uh, this is gonna be good. Him and Billions? Fantastic. He's the best in well, he's great in so many things. One of my favorite movies, much to Karen Chagrin, the is blue, the one where he's blue. <laughs> no, that's Big Fat Liar. Um, but uh, Sideways is if, one of the best fucking movies ever. If you asked me what that movie was called, just like Chuck Faye's thinking uh, it's the incredible oh, yeah. shrinking man. Or oh, right? yeah, yeah. I'd have been like the great blue man. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> it's so true, though. Cause, but the thing is, if you said, what's that movie, The Great Blue Man? I'd go, oh, Big Fat Liar uh, from from 2001 or three, whatever. What's that movie, The Incredible Shrinking Man? But don't you admire the, the baby boomers' just lack of heeding to this bullshit? Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, I love their unapologetic. I don't have time to remember... My brain doesn't have the inventory for the name of this stupid fucking movie. You know, the one where the guy shrinks. Just fucking that one. Yeah, which is hilarious because it's Benjamin Button, so he doesn't even... He, I guess he literally shrinks. No, actually, it's the opposite. He gets bigger. He, he gets, starts off the shriveled old man and then becomes the, the young... Uh... Oh, but what was so funny about... So, backstory... Chuck Faye watched Eric bought the DVD of the curious case of Benjamin Button. Like this would have been 10 years ago, whenever it came out on DVD. Also known as the incredible shrinking man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, Chuck Faye saw the DVD on the counter from when Eric came home from Bull Moose and was like, Oh yeah, I've, I've, uh, saw the trailer for this. Is any good? And Eric's like, yeah, it's pretty good. So Chuck Faye put the DVD in one night and watched it and like loved it. So about two weeks later, he knocks on Eric's bedroom door again. And he's like, hey, can I get that um, that movie again? It's really good. So Eric gives it to Chuck Faye again and Chuck Faye rewatches it. So he watched it like twice inside like two weeks. Yeah, Yeah. So now it's a year later. And so Eric knows that Chuck Faye... Really likes Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So out of nowhere, like a year later, um, Chuck goes into Eric's room and he goes, hey, I kind of want to uh, rewatch that movie that I watched a couple times um, last year. Uh, it's really good. And he goes, uh, yeah, it's like the Incredible Shrinking Man <laughs> or something. So I love that story because it's so funny. And so what also was hilarious, because Eric told me that story. We used to laugh about it all the time. <laughs> and then so probably a couple months after that, maybe even a year after that, um, I would always put on Turner Classic movies 
when you know I was living at my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm I'm skimming the channels and I come across the there's there's a movie. This is obviously what Chuck Fay had in his subconscious. There's a movie called The Incredible Shrinking Man from like 1952 or something. Okay. And so I'm passing through the channels and I'm like, oh shit, that's so funny. So I'm like, I gotta see what this is. And you know, it's this guy. And honestly, for 1950, whatever, the CGI is like really good. Not CGI, but they use like practical effects. Like there's a, uh, it's so funny too, because it's, he's on a, a woman's like kitchen counter, right? But he's the size of like a staple. Yeah. And uh, maybe even smaller. He's like Jesus the Christ. size of like a fucking, I don't know, a grain of rice. Jesus. So the the camera has the, the normal view of a kitchen counter. And there's like this uh, little like spider. Yeah. And then it cuts down to the guy and there's a giant tarantula chasing him. <laughs> but uh, what was funny was because I, I only planned to watch it for five minutes just so I could say... Oh, I actually watched like some of in- the incredible shrinking man because yeah, yeah. of this on running joke with Chuck Fay. And then anyways, I start watching it thinking I'm just going to mock the movie. And then I'm absolutely hooked. Like I'm watching it for 45 minutes straight. And then the thing that Eric always remembers is because when I told him the story, I started watching the movie, rolling my eyes at it. And then an hour later, my mom is hollering from the kitchen Oh, uh, dinner's ready. And I'm like, can you bring it in here? <laughs> like, I was glued to the TV and I ended up finishing the movie. It's actually like a really good movie. And she comes in and she goes, oh, The Incredible Shrinking Man. I love yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's so funny that like somewhere in Chuck Faye's mind, you know, like he was probably 10 years old when the theaters were replaying that movie. Right. But that's the thing that I love. It's like, yeah, what? I don't fucking... I like that his brain... His boomer brain was like, no, we're not storing the curious case of Benjamin Button in here. Let the boy watch. Just just describe it and that'll do. Right. Uh, And I'm noticing that a lot with movies nowadays. They're so uneventful. The movie titles are terrible. I can't remember. If you... If you showed me a list just of the titles on a on a piece of computer paper, you'd feel like you were looking at like a like the title songs of like a Fallout Boy album. Yeah, like it, I'm not even joking. If you gave me the last 50 movies I watched just by title, no pictures or anything, I would probably only know 10 of the movies based on memory. Right. How many how many were on the list? I think I said 50, but it could probably be a hundred. But the thing with streaming is, yeah, it's great that you never really have to worry about seeking entertainment. It's just right there. But movies, they're just like, they might as well be episodes of like house or NCIS or like whatever. Remember when you were bored when you'd be, I don't know, 17 at home. Yeah. And you'd wind up whether it was fucking, CSI or whatever you would just like not even shows you would watch but you would just stop suddenly you're just watching it yes yeah that's basically what movies are now on the streaming service yeah because you went you also yeah you went from going to Blockbuster to like reading the back of a VHS yeah 
being like, this looks fucking good. Let's get this. Right. And then you know the name of the video that you fucking spent 20 minutes picking out. Yes. And it's the same thing as like, you knew the name of the tracks on the fucking CD that you're playing because it has the booklet and like all you have to do. The only thing you have to do when you're listening to a CD is look at the fucking you're so in uh, you're so immersed in yeah. in everything. So you knew the names of the tracks. Yeah. The order, what was on that record, blah blah blah. Yeah. Now it's like if you just go on Spotify and just press play fucking, you know, The Beatles. Right. I mean, you know, making myself look like a fool. But you don't necessarily know even which fucking song you're listening to or which album it's on. You just know it's a Beatles song. Right. Uh, you know. Because you, you take went. Take out the grain of salt. But. You went like all in. So let's say. Uh, let's say you're like gardening, right? Like you do. Love gardening. If so, if and I'm 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 putting my I'm describing me, but in the scenario that you're in, in this case. If you're gardening and mm. you read a 300-page book on on gardening, right? Yep, 300 pages. It's called the the Green Thumb by Mark Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can you're probably gonna retain 75 percent of that book because you're not just reading something; mm-hmm. you're absorbing it because you're you're like, oh, this actually influences my day to day. 70 percent. Right. Whereas if you read a fiction book, even if it was really good, you could complete the book. And if a week later I could be like, what was the main character's name in that book? Like, oh, you probably fucking forget. Yeah. So a lot of people think like, just cause they read it's, it's so funny how um, uncommon reading is now that people think they can read pure crap. That's also a waste of time, but because they're reading, they feel good about yeah. it. And it's like, no, that's not really the case. Um, that's why I used to listen to and read Harry Potter at the same time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that was the thing I, I did learn um, early on. I think it is still good to um, to read in bed at night. Honestly, if anything, because it helps you fall asleep. Oh. But also... Um, Definitely does. But the problem is when you read in bed... You, I mean, depends on how gripping the book is, but you get 15 pages in and your eyelids weigh fucking 20 pounds all of a sudden. Oh, easily. Um, but if you read in the morning, this is what I've been forcing myself to do. Just set aside a half hour in the morning Jesus and just Christ. read. You're so fucking alert. Really? I can tell you way more about the... I probably only read like 15 pages of a book this morning, but I can tell you way more about that than the fucking... 30 pages I read before bed the other night. Jesus Christ. Anything at night is a fucking waste. No, I get it. And even like listening, sleeping. if I listen to Spotify now, now it's like I just know songs by how they sound. Like, I don't even know the names of songs or who fucking sings them. Yeah. Just go, you know that song with the, you know, the fucking, you know? Anything. Because they just play. I don't even put them on. Dude, any any overabundance of anything is bad. Like from all right, let, let me put it this way. This is a this has been said before, but okay, let's say you're walking in Times Square, right? And there's a guy with a fucking knife 
sticking in his leg Jesus. and he's and he's crawling on the sidewalk bleeding asking for help oh god right you're just like well someone else will take care of there's like thousands of people around right right if if you're walking on a trail in north andover and the, there's a guy whose leg is fucking broken crawling you're immediately like oh shit dude like let's figure this out right there's something about uh, overstimulation with everything that you just you just don't fucking care. Yeah. I think too like uh, people like to brag about how people in New York or Boston they don't give a fuck because they're so important and they got this big. But no, it's really just because you're in a sea of shit that you don't you can't pay attention to all this stuff. Right. So you don't give a fuck. No fucks. He's got a point. Did I talk about almost getting stabbed on here yet? Um. No, you didn't. Let me grab um let me grab a beer. All right. So Start telling the story. It's a great story. So uh I'm sure people out there know who the fuck I'm talking about. I don't think so, dude. Maybe not. But so we used to play with this band all the fucking time. Called the Deep Within, and there was this drummer named Skippy. Skippy's probably like fifty four, if I had to guess, something like that. Super tall. Um, he's got to be like six, four, six, five. Probably weighs, I don't know, 240. Just guessing. Big guy. Yeah, right? but Skibby's in shape, though. Like, he's. Oh, yeah. He's, he's no, not a guy. He's no, yeah, no, you're right. I think he's like six, five. He's no slouch. Um, He's got to be at least six, five, actually, because my. You've met my Uncle Tim. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I feel like Skippy is about as tall as him. Yeah, that's probably about right. And if you know Skippy, he's like a super, you know, like uh, upbeat, talkative. <laughs> has like the... Laughs like that. Laughs like that. Has the nervous blinks. So like... Yeah, very nervous. You blinks. run into him and he's just like fucking, you know... Uh, four finger, like, you know, f- the back of four fingers tapping you on the shoulder. Like, every, yeah, yeah. Every fucking like. And, but it's because he's so excited to talk to you. Like, yeah. he's, he's a, I'm, I'm setting this up because oh, yeah. I, I know the story, but he's from all experiences, Tim and I have had the nicest fucking the guy. The nicest guy. So talkative to the point where you just like, <clears throat> you know, if like the bartender just, you start talking to Skippy, the bartender grabs your beer, puts it on the bar. You don't even have a chance to grab your beer and take your first sip because he's talking to you so much. Yeah, he's a guy that he's so friendly that if you saw him in public, you'd avoid him because you're like, that's going to take up at least 35 minutes. Yes, exactly. Nailed it. Nailed the fucking nail on the head with a hammer. Man. (laughs) So then we had this, this, uh, and I'd seen Skippy outside. He like stands in his driveway all the time. Cause he like vaguely told me where he lived one time and I drove by once and was like, wait a minute, was that fucking Skippy? And then I had a flashback and I was like, wait, that actually lines up with what he told me, like where he roughly lives. Yeah. It's all those guys are Salem guys like Bob Beal. Yeah. Uh, they all live or they're all at least from that area. And, um, so a few times I drove by his house and was like, Oh fuck that's Skippy. And then we got a listing, which was, as I didn't know at first, but it's the next door house. It's his next door neighbor, basically. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Ooh, smells like broccoli. Um, 
and I fucking go to the house to drop off like flyers and shit because I usually do that for a listing, right? So when you go to view the house, there's flyers that you can look at that tell you shit about the property, right? You're a big guy. He is a big guy. <clears throat> so I pull in and I notice next door, Skippy's standing in his driveway. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, he knows me. He sees the sign in the front yard. Mm-hmm. He knows it's the company I work for. He probably sees me, recognizes me. So at this point, if I see him, which I do, and I don't go over to say hi to him, he's going to be insulted. Because this is the happy, jovial guy that we know. Right. right. So I fucking go, all right, fuck, I have to say hi to Skippy. This is going to suck. Because, not because he, I don't like talking to him, but because gonna I'm going to be stuck there. for 30 fucking minutes talking to him. Right. So I walk over to him. Immediately notice he's incredibly tan. Like he's been standing in his driveway for months straight. Um, and he goes, Skippy, what's going on, man? And it's kind of like there's like this gigantic pine tree between me and him. But I know he's there, so I have to go around the pine tree. And you go, like Huey Lewis on the news? <laughs> and go, what's up, Skippy? So then he goes, hey, what's going on? And just comes around his black spray-painted minivan. And I see him, like, fumbling with something, like, takes something out of his pocket. Yikes. And I see, like, a shiny object. So I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? I uh, I had, you know, drove driving by. I had always seen you outside. I didn't realize, like, our new listing was literally next door to your house, blah, blah, blah. And he's not saying a word. He's just looking at me. And he's, like, gritting his teeth. Jesus. And then I look down and notice that he's holding one of those... Um, there's a fucking name for it. Uh, uh, Leatherman. That's what it's called. It's a Leatherman tool. It's like it can be pliers or it can be a big knife or a little knife or a screwdriver. It's like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. But it's also pliers. You know what I'm talking about? Right. It's called a Leatherman. Then I notice he's holding a Leatherman in his hand with the knife option out. And he's holding it against his hip with the blade pointed directly towards me. Jesus. And he's just gritting his teeth, staring at me, not talking. Check, please. For Skippy to not be talking. Yeah, very out of character. Take the knife out of the situation. For him to be face-to-face with me, not talking, just staring at me, gritting his teeth. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Very fucking bizarre. So I'm like, uh, I've prayed for it before. (laughs) I've never witnessed it. So I'm like trying to make the whole conversation must have been 20 seconds. So it seemed like forever, but I'm like trying to make small talk. uh, And again, this guy is so physically intimidating. Very. This guy could effortlessly fucking dominate you. Oh, yeah. And I don't notice the knife at first. I'm like, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Didn't know. Didn't realize our listener was next to your house. Blah, blah, blah. What's going on, man? Right. He goes, oh, nothing. And I go, what's up with the knife? And he goes, just cleaning my fingernails. <laughs> and just leaves it at that. And I go, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then I'm starting to put it together. Gritting teeth, not talking. Holding a knife, which I saw him take out of his pocket as he came around the car. So it wasn't cleaning his fingernails. Right. Um, like, cool, man. I'm going to go inside. I got to put some uh, shit in the house. It was good to see you. I just start walking away. Right. Like slowly looking over, my, like looking over my shoulder a little bit to make sure he's not chasing after me. And I just hear him mumbling as I walk away, just talking under his breath like this. 
fucking shit here. Fucking motherfucking shit. Like shit like that. Dude, what? So I'm like, okay. So then I like go in the house. As I'm I'm fumbling with the lockbox and shit to get the key, I'm not even looking at the door. I'm just looking behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, this You're is You're in defensive one of those, mode. Yeah. He he could just come up and stab me and I'm fucked. Yeah. Go in the house, drop the shit, lock up, walk out to my car, still hear him mumbling aggressively, get in my car, back out, and then pull towards like his house because that's the way I leave. And he is standing in his driveway still. And as I drive by, he walks towards my car and just stares at me. And like as I'm driving away, he just keeps walking towards oh. my car. And I was like, I almost got stabbed by a guy I know. Yeah, dude, that is that is fucking scary. And it was pretty fucked. And again, that situation's scary, even if it's some doughy, out of shape, five foot five guy at the chit chat. Because obviously when someone's drugged out and paranoid and, and holding a knife, that's freaky. Yeah, it's a little um, Never mind when the guy's a foot taller than you. You know, give or take. Yeah, weighs more than me. And has a fucking ponytail. Who knows what he can do with that? And he thing. has a fucking ponytail. He could probably, like, whip me with it, dude. But, um... <laughs> but that's the, why I almost getting stabbed. <laughs> that always reminds me of the, um... And for, listen, for all I know, he was actually cleaning his fingernails, but listen... Yeah, but that doesn't explain the mumbling and the gritting of teeth or the fact that he wasn't talkative. And took the knife out as I walked up to him. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, see? It's literally here. If I want an occasional cigarette, that should be fine. That's fine. Compared to the shit. It's not mind-altering. Right. If anything, it makes me a more productive member of society. No, it is mind altering. Zen. Oh yeah, fucking great. Loves oh, it. My God, I Th- think nicotine is the is is the greatest thing ever. Every time I go to a convenience store, I go, "Is this is this a day? Should I just get is this a, a day you officially become a Zen? Should I get a pack of Zen?" And then I just hear Jeff Boris telling my head, "Going, don't do it, man. Don't fuck, don't fucking do it." And I just I just go, you know what? I'm not gonna. It is funny. I remember the first time I bought a pack of cigarettes versus just always bummed one. Right. And the second I bought the pack, I was like, all right, I guess I'm a smoker now. Yeah. Because there's something about being able to smoke on your own terms. Yeah. Being able to pop a Zin on your own terms. Yeah. That you're like, oh, I've I've crossed the line. I just don't want to open the floodgates, you know, of zinning. I'll tell you what, though. I don't think you could find someone. I don't think you could provide an example of someone starting zin who was less productive after the fact. Oh, no fucking way. So there is a ton of upside. There is. No, there is a lot of upside, but there's some downside, too. D- with. Yes, with everything, it's a mixed blessing. But I'm going to say the the good outweighs the bad. And what's crazy is it's so cheap. Like, think about how... I I couldn't believe when, I think it was Jeff Borstel, the first 10 of Zen I ever saw was Jeff Borstel. I couldn't believe how many fucking pouches they threw in there. Because a a tin of of Grizzly um, is six... Is nothing. You pack your lip like six times, right? Does that sound about right? Yeah. It's fucking really know, but. nothing, dude. 
You buy a fucking pack of Zin. I don't know if it's 25 or 20. Even if it's 20, dude, it's like $4 to get high as fuck 20 times. Yeah, because and the other thing, too, is I remember when I was like 16, um, at the time, Skull was of higher quality than Grizzly, and then it and then it totally fucking seesawed. Oh, jeez. But um, at but at the time, tins were like two to four dollars. Yeah. While cigarettes were seven mm-hmm. to nine dollars, yeah. and um, but dude, a tin. I mean, when you're addicted to this stuff, like I, I was like really into grizzly for a while when you're addicted a tin is fucking nothing it's it's the equivalent of buying a pack of cigarettes that has 10 cigarettes in it right like it's fucking nothing right and it's the same cost so zin and no wonder zin's fucking bringing all the uh the dippers over <laughs> that's like when uh tom therian would go to the like a convenience store he'd buy a log of grizzly yeah like eight monster energy drinks and then on Friday, I'd be like, ah, oh, can I get like my paycheck? He'd be like, oh, I can't pay you this week. Yeah, he just spent fucking $300. <laughs> was he ever a uh, was he ever a red man guy? Did he ever dabble in red man? I don't think so, no. It was usually Grizzly. Um, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. That's all I can hear if I say Grizzly. Everyone was so much fucking cooler back in the day, too. Like, um, And not even that uh. far back in the day. Uh the, that's a that's my one thing with with weed not just weed but the whenever someone says alcohol's more dangerous than weed yes i get it but when i drink i'm fucking meeting up with people socializing i'm not fucking yeah. if i'm staring at my television watching tv pounding beer everyone's like you're a fucking loser Right. For some reason, it was weed. You get a pass, but everything back then, because it was it was way more um, that you couldn't as stealthily get high. Everyone chased these stimulants like fucking nicotine. Because I remember when I worked at Atkinson Country Club, uh, J- Joey Altravino. Do you remember him? He, he went to Central. He was fucking hilarious, dude. And uh, we would always, all of us would fucking, you know, he wasn't a smoker, but he would have one. Mm, like me. Yeah. So we'd all smoke cigarettes, whatever. And then um, the guy, Eric, who still works at Atkinson to this day, he was he was the greeter, like one of the times I was there recently. Um, he would just hack butts and I would hack butts with him. And then they were like, Guys, you can't, if you're on, if you're by the fountain, you can't smoke cigarettes anymore. Like, it just looks fucking, looks terrible. (laughs) So we're like, okay. The next day, everyone was doing Red Man because (laughs) Eric, Eric, this guy, Eric, again, who still works there, brought a huge thing of Red Man and was like, here, just fucking do this. They didn't say anything about smokeless tobacco. Yeah. And everyone had just fat, lips. just the most ridiculous fucking underbites. 
the rest of the day. But th- like back then, it was great because like I I don't know if everyone was just like fucking vaping in the and was zonked out of their mind, it wouldn't ne- be nearly as fun as everyone just being hopped up on nicotine, right? Doing fucking Redman. <laughs> I don't even know if Redman exists anymore, to be honest. I mean, Zin. I think Zin's gonna put a lot of these. Oh, dude. A lot of these uh, fucking mouth tobaccos out of uh, out of business. They're just making everything more discreet and more convenient. Totally. Well, the the um, anything scentless, yeah, is a huge advantage because visually, Skull or Grizzly looks a million times worse oh, than yeah. some guy smoking a cigarette. Well, I feel like all they did was they go how like but with what? Zin, you don't have that problem. What's the excuse that people don't dip? And they're like, well, you know, their fucking girlfriends probably say it's like a dirty habit because tobacco causes cancer, blah, blah, blah. They go, wait a minute. Let's just take tobacco out of the equation. Let's make it so you're not spitting brown fucking goo everywhere. Right. We're like, what are their girlfriends going to say then? Like I think they just have no argument. It's nicotine's a stimulant. They're you, like perfect. Let's do it. You could do the opposite. You could te- let's pretend we're in an alternate reality where packing a lip improved health. You could not get a girl to go through with it, like because right. it, it's so visually repulsive. Right. So like that's the thing. Um, obviously, modern day girls hate um, cigarettes. Cigaritos. But if if you notice, almost all the complaints are are olfactory. So, um, yeah, like where are the new factory complaints? <laughs> so most overused the, joke I have. The main thing, I love it's over. You, you're flattering yourself thinking anyone else tried that out <laughs> before. But I, it, most girls, they're repulsed by the scent of cigarettes. If if a girl's watching, uh, Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean or oh. or Marlon Brando movie. They know that they're turned on by absolutely by Marlon Brando smoking a fucking cool cigarette. Yeah. So visually, girls, I think, like cigarettes. It's the scent that they have a problem with. So if they came, they would out probably with, use the the adjective stench. But. So if they came out with scentless cigarettes, or noun stench, sorry. Yeah. Then forget about it. Yes. If they okay. If they came out with scentless cigarettes and you said your boyfriend can smoke scentless cigarettes or pack a lip, oh, I'm going to say it's 100 to zero. Yeah, I'd say so. Because if James Dean is packing a horseshoe and spitting fucking Coca-Cola onto the ground, yeah, no girls like that. Right. But again, with Zen, it's a clean pouch. Because if if you're packing a a horseshoe of grizzly, it's a messy process to get rid of that. Oh yeah, zin. It's like spitting out gum. It is, and like when I opened the first tin, I didn't even know what to expect to see. Yep. And it's just white on white, and you go, "This is just the cleanest looking thing." Yeah. And then you fucking toss one in your upper lip, dude. Yeah. On the fucking fifteenth hole of a golf course. Yep. And by the sixteenth hole. You suddenly just went from eight over to even, and you don't even know what the fuck just happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's funny too how different, um, how what what um, is 
in a in a cool way what's what's attractive to what makes a guy attractive to other guys in a non homosexual way nice cars it's it's fucking attitude oh yeah so i remember when i when i started um with the company i'm at now mark saratani who you may know he went to central sounds familiar the fucking man coolest guy ever love mark jesus doesn't work there anymore is fucking awesome i ran into him the other day coolest guy ever first day they're they're making the introductions um and Mark was like a fucking, you know, one of the, one of the, he's like the number one guy. And so he's got the fucking wireless headset in. Yep. Flicks it up. Oh, he's like, Hey, up? what's up, man? Genuinely talked to me for like five minutes. Like was actually curious. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, his bottom lip three inches <laughs> from his nose. Like, this guy was just packing a fucking wallop. <laughs> and I was like, that's so fucking cool. It's just so cool that this guy doesn't give a fuck. He's just talking and you go, wow. And he goes, what? You yeah. just go, you're just so cool. He goes, I know, dude. I get that all the time. Yeah, because I've always been a cigarette guy. Um, Still is my favorite form of tobacco. But the cigarette guys now, they're... Um, relegated to like the dumpster yeah. in the parking lot, and there, there's something pathetic about them because yep. they're like these. It's like the table for kids with peanut allergies. Like they're, they're off hiding behind some dumpster, fucking uh, inhaling. And this guy's on the fucking top floor, overlooking the Boston skyline, making the most money out of anyone, just packing a fucking lip. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so smokeless tobacco reigns supreme. In modern day corporate America, it's like crack versus coke, right? It's the same drug, yeah. But the vehicle with which you get high slightly different is slightly different, and the clientele very different. Yeah, yeah, because I think crack's a lot closer to meth than it is to coke. I think that's correct. And no, no one, <laughs> no one thinks meth is cool. Um, Except maybe. Although I guess technically sure. meth is in a lot of. A lot of stuff that that people do. But yeah. Yeah, Sudafed. You know what it is? Because again, it's it's the cleanliness of using the product. Is that right? Meth and Sudafed? Or am I fucking Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Sudafedrine. Yeah. Green method. What am I? I'm fucking up. Finish my brain thought. Yeah, yeah. It's good. So to make meth, that, they were using the Sudafed. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. whatever suit okay. yeah, whatever yeah. pseudofed short for like yeah. All right. That All right. that that's oh. that's in meth. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But again, yeah. because <laughs> other than the uh nosebleed or the sloppy guy that left dust on his nostril, right? Coke is a no one has to you don't reek. Right. Right? So I think a lot of it is if you can make something scentless, that's cool. But the the um, the jewels and stuff are, dude. Theo Vaughn was talking about the this tobacco scene. vapes are so <laughs> fucking cheesy, dude. And Jewel got so fucked. Jewel was the only fucking tobacco vape that was like outlawed. 
Oh, yeah, of course. And there's millions of nicotine vapes that are just totally legal. They just had to make an example of one company, and then they went, all right, everyone else have a field day. Yeah, well, that's what they fucking do. And again, it's hilarious that we literally, the exact same president, the exact same people that just facilitated the biggest power grab in big pharma history is now wagging its finger at a fucking vaporized tobacco product for people above the age of 18. In most states, it's now 21. Folks, he's got a point. That's what Biden's cracking the whip on? You could literally beat the shit out of an elderly... Asian woman in New York City whoa, and whoa, be Jesus. home and be home for fucking dinner. If you're a fucking board member of Jewel, you're now like a, a fucking outlaw. Like, honestly, I again not even not even uh, necessarily being political, but I, I these people need to fucking get voted out like tomorrow. It's a fucking clown world. I don't think that's relevant to. Not even kidding. Ask. Ask anyone. Now, it's so bizarre, too, how, because I golf with, you know, most of the guys in the golf league. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're north of 50. They So they all have, um, they all have teenagers. Most most of them have teenage girls. Um, dude, 20 years ago, when we were in our, teen, yeah, yeah. Uh, our teens. Yep, yep. If our parents were golfing with someone, if our dads went golfing. Yeah. And someone said, uh, yeah, how how the kids? Good. You know, they're working at fucking landscaping, whatever. And, and you can say this is anecdotal because it's just my golf group, but I feel like it's, it's you can extrapolate it to. to they're just like, for fuck's sake. Everyone. How's your. Oh, how old is your daughter now? Oh, she's 17. Oh, how's she doing? Dude, they like, they almost take a knee. Like, they're like, this is so fucking bad. Anyway, point of the story is, if you asked any one of these guys, your daughter could be addicted to social media or cigarettes, which do you pick? Before I could finish the question, they'd say cigarettes. I'd way rather have a kid firing up a camel (laughs) 10 times a day than being addicted to fucking social media. Right. Because what? Physical health, you know, that's one thing. The physical health of of someone from cigarettes when they're young is really not that. There's a lot of it's recovery. Uh, yeah, right. it's reversible. Mental health, man. Once that, once, once you get a crack in that frozen lake, oh, it's not good. Fucking not good. I just will always remember smoking fucking Turkish silvers. Oh man, with Slimmy Demi, dude. Yeah, those things are wonderful. Yeah, Turkish silvers. I think. I think that was the first pack I bought. Jesus. And then the camel wides. That was, I always found them like disgusting. Not that it, oh, but yeah. But there was such a fad that I would find myself smoking them. <laughs> like they were so well, bad. My first cigarette was a, was a, was a red, a marble red. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So that's like what I was smoking because that's what you were smoking, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's what we all were smoking. And then at one point, Slimmy had like a Turkish silver and like, I obviously wasn't smoking tons of butts. I was just smoking one every once in a yeah, while. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like I do now, but yeah. uh, I fucking hit the Turkish silver. I was like, 
oh, I go, what is this, dude? And he goes, Turkish silver. Turkish I can't even fucking do his voice. Yeah, so yeah. deep. Turkish silver, dude. So good. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And then just Turkish silver was drilled into my mind as I want those. Anytime someone has one of those, I want one. Yeah, I think um, the camel Turkish silvers were, that was a long phase. Turkish silver, dude. <laughs> and then, uh, that, that was pretty good. And then, and then we went to, and then uh, Marlboro 27s became the oh, thing. Yeah, that dude. was like the thing. Yep. And um, and then they had, oh, I just bummed one off someone recently. Maybe it was Kev. Oh, it was Cafe. No, because then they had the, the Marlboro uh, 72s, which was obviously that was just an inverse of, of the 27. But it so it was a Marlboro 72, but it was like a uh, three quarter length cigarette. Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand why anyone would buy that. Um, he smokes like the organic spirits, mostly. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, which are great. But um, cigarettes used to just burn so much better. Like even if you if you watch an old movie, and by old I mean like any movie before two thousand five. Oh, yeah. Um, when you watch someone smoke, even if you don't smoke, it looks so much better because they're. They're devouring the cigarette. Like, yeah. it's just the paper is just. And now cigarettes just don't even remotely have the same fucking quality. Well, I got a um, a fucking. The fire safe is is the main thing to blame. I got a, a Marb menthol off of fucking Chris the other. Like, yeah. The night we played at G's. Mm-hmm. That thing was gone in four direct. Yeah. Yeah, they burn quick. It was fucking crazy. Cause the, yeah, the the American spirits, um, they burn so slowly. Oh yeah, they're great. Um, but they're great. But I do find the uh the pace with which. Let me put it this way: when I'm now I'm just boring the shit out of the audience, going down this <laughs> rabbit hole. When I take a drag of a, a Marlboro Menthol, it's so much more satisfying though, because I feel like I'm effortlessly, just hitting the sweet spot mm. sometimes with american spirits i'm like i feel like i gotta fucking you know i'm like siphoning gasoline off of someone's tank i love how you're like mildly complaining about the only cigarettes you've smoked in the past yeah well it's, like that's your cigarette of choice but you're like it's the shittiest one well it's it's kind of like me uh <laughs> i don't know it's it's like me having uh fucking uh what do you call it when you can't eat cheese, uh, you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, it's like me being lactose intolerant and saying how you know cheese pizza really is better than all this fucking vegan cheese shit. Right. Like I, the reason I smoke American Spirits is because it tastes less chemically to me. It definitely does, hands down. It so that's does. the main reason because the taste, but the burn and the smoke itself is not even close. To the dirty Marlboros. <laughs> I think those are the best. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is. I mean, anytime I smoke anything that's not a spirit, you, it just you, tastes like It chemicals. tastes like a fucking chemical factory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, I, I don't know, I haven't tried to roll my own, like, filterless. Oh, Jeff can show you how. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I, get, I know how Jeff fucking unrolls them. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a tight roll. Um... But yeah, 
I don't know. Cigarettes are fucking awesome. And you know what? I'm surprised they're not totally illegal now. So I guess I'll take the jewel victory because all that did was make those jewel smokers more likely to smoke real cigarettes, which I think is actually a good thing. Yeah, maybe. And like no one ever bangs a guy because he's smoking a jewel. You don't really want to be a cigarette roller. No. You know what I mean? Anytime you fucking are rolling a cigarette. Everyone in wherever you are is looking at you going, what is that guy doing? He's, or he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Exactly. Well, you don't want to you don't want to show them how the sausage is made. So, like for instance, when you watch Dr. No with Sean Connery, the first James Bond movie, he has the cigarette case. Right? Yep. The cigarette holder. Because what these you know, what you do back in the day, you you would roll You'd roll 30 cigarettes in in the privacy of your own home. Right. And then you'd put them in the cigarette case. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with rolling your cigarettes as long as you do it. You in know, private. you got to treat it like a bowel movement. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I know that's what happened, but like, I didn't see the process. Of right. It. And um, so that's the thing. I think what Jeff's big mistake was he didn't pre-roll. No, he rolled as he smoked. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not good. And then a lot of times he would just say, <laughs> the funniest was Jeff was like, he'd be like rolling. But, you know, it'd be the end of the night. We'd all be like pretty cocked. And you're rolling it and you go, I just have one of those, man. <laughs> like he would just go like, why am I even fucking doing this? Um, by the way, you don't even end up saving that much money. Yeah, because you're dropping half the... <laughs> yeah, you're dropping half the tobacco. And... Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, if you do it properly, you would probably be saving a ton of money. But well, it was like that time I gave Jeff a ride home, and he was drunk, and he probably rolled three cigarettes in my back seat, and it looked like someone dumped a hamster cage <laughs> in my back seat. It was just fucking hay. Yeah, there's two dollars worth of tobacco in your back seat. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit! Should just give him a cigarette. And like all the music kids in college. That I hung out with because I was a music kid. All fucking rolled bugler cigarettes or whatever. I think it's bugler. But all rolled cigarettes. And I'd be like, oh, let me get one of those. And I would smoke it. I'd be like, this is just so not. I would just much rather have a filter and like a fucking firm thing to grab. Dude, I know. It's there. There's so many things where I hate the mass produced product. But like. I'm sorry, the fucking Kellogg Captain Crunch is always going to be better than the Market Basket. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. You, like, you hate to do that because it's like soul-destroying. Oh, yeah. But there is something to be said about the fucking... Some of these large companies that know what they're doing. They used to call him Gordo the Weirdo. You know, like like Heinz Ketchup versus Hunt's Ketchup. Oh. They're both, they're both huge franchises. Un- unfortunately, exactly. Heinz is way better. So much better. And, uh, yeah, it's it, that's true of a lot of things. I remember coming home one day from school and, like, I don't know, fucking had chicken fingers or some shit. Yeah. And I opened the fridge to get the ketchup. And I'm like, okay, I see the Hunt's ketchup. I'm like, where's the, where's the fucking other ketchup? Where's, like, the good ketchup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there wasn't any. And I go, Dad, where's, like, the good ketchup? He goes, there's Hunt's in there. I go, yeah, but like, where's like the Heinz, like the good shit? He goes, we do not buy Heinz products in this house anymore. Yeah. 
And I was like, why the fuck not? I'm like, you know, 12 or 13 yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. fuck. He's like, we're not supporting the fucking carries. And I'm like, I don't, I just want good ketchup. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And then like over the years, he eventually caved because then like my brother would be like, where's the fucking good ketchup? My sister, where's the good ketchup? He's like, fine, I'll get the fucking yeah. ketchup. And they did sell. Um, but first of all, that's our climate czar. So <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and let you you disrespect him. Uh, God. I'll be damned. I love how the last 20 minutes of this episode was just talking about cigarettes. Dude, I'm sorry. I fucking. No. Oh, Jesus. I enjoyed it. No, no. I wasn't actually apologizing. It was To me, more it was to the. the Oh, right, right. Um, I don't know. I think uh, there's a there's clearly a huge lack of uh, testosterone now, and uh, I think cigarettes is the key to get it back. You know what the first thing that happened was when I quit smoking? Cock got bigger. Nope. Oh, what? I fucking got a chubby gut. I started atrophying, and I was just fucking. Like it was so funny because I remember, and and he said it in a motivational way, but like it was like you, me, and Kev talking, whatever, and and everything Kev said was totally true because I looked it up myself. But like, I thought when I quit smoking that within one month I'd feel good, yeah, and then within uh six seven months I'd feel fucking great. It's just not the case. Now you just no. feel like you did, but you don't have a cigarette to smoke. So. I feel better in the sense where um, I don't, I don't, I feel like there was always kind of a uh, lingering congestion, mm. not in a, in a really annoying way, but that no, does, that does feel better. But dude, I'm sorry. My, I, I, I could run, I could run. Uh, I used to routinely run five miles. Like I had no problem with stamina with anything like that. When I quit cigarettes, literally all my fucking levels of everything, manly drop everything got worse yeah and i'm not even kidding i'm not gonna be naming any names on purpose here but there's certain women i know that when they smoke cigarettes so already as just as existence yeah totally gorgeous beautiful girl mm-hmm. smokes cigarettes drops weight like crazy becomes like a 10 yeah and then stops smoking did i say that i already said start smoking Start smoking drops weight. Yeah, well, it is an appetite suppressant. Stop smoking just gains 40 pounds. Yeah. and um, So in that sense, everyone should just be smoking because you're going to look way hotter. Yeah, well, it's... I, no, no, I, I agree in a, in a lot of ways. Obviously, I'm not... Who say- completely agreed. They all agreed. I'm not saying smoking's good, obviously. But I'm saying it's better than not smoking. That's what I'm saying. But um, isn't it funny when uh, when Turkish people silvers, dude? When people talk about the patriarchy, yeah, yeah, smashing it. Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's ask every married man you've ever met. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who actually is in charge of his household? 
I would say my wife. I'm not. It's not going to be the fucking man. No. Let me put it this way. The wife is never nervous to tell her husband she's having a girl's weekend in Fort Lauderdale. Right? The chances of her being nervous versus not nervous are more in favor of not being nervous. Yes. Whereas if a guy wants to just golf with his buddies one afternoon, he's like, he's sweating. How do I fucking frame this? Let me just start. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to patch up the hole in the drywall that she'd been asking me. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to fucking tell her like this idea that women in America today are fucking nervously, uh, tiptoeing around their husbands. Like what? They call all the fucking shots. Oh yeah. They call all the shots. Oh, yeah. If anything, we should start smashing the matriarchy. Uh, yeah. So that I can fucking golf. Guilt-free. I say get liquored up and take him to the Peachtree Dams. Okay. For the record, I do still golf. It's just, it's not guilt-free. No, right. I get you. you know? I get you, buddy. Ah, you're like doctor. I would about. still play video games, but it wasn't guilt-free. Exactly. Now I can do it guilt-free and not even want to play anymore. I can still do what I want. It's just <laughs> you know what, I feel bad about it. There might be something about that, though. What? If you could play golf guilt-free, you might not even really want to play anymore. I know. There is something about the, the naughty quality. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> All right. That's 69 minutes and 41 seconds. I guess we'll call it there because oh, yeah. people want to listen to us talk about fucking smoking Turkish. Turkey. <clears throat> we didn't get any emails today, huh? Turkish. Turkish. What What the fuck is going on? Turkish. <laughs> Turkish Silvers. Why can't I fucking do it? Now you're doing the Ryan that? Allen Bud Light. Well, That's Turkish. why I'm getting, uh, my signals are getting crossed. Um, let me just check the fucking emails. Ryan Allen talks about Bud Lights, and then Mike talks about Turkish Silvers. With Blink-182 introducing their new tour, can you think of any other local bands besides Anna Fair, spelled wrong, that you would want to see two N's, two F's. Ah, for the love of God. Uh, That you would want to see on a reunion tour. At what point does it just get sad? I feel like Blink will still have a big draw, but not sure uh, that would be the case for most. Personally, I'd love to see the starting line. Yours truly, Boo Dank. I actually literally, Boo, thought the other day, I would love to see the starting line. I think they're still a band. I'm pretty sure they are. I don't think they're like around here. Well, the there's moment. the We Were Young tour that just. Um, I don't have my phone it's in on me. Vegas, isn't it? Yeah, but I think they're on that bill. Um, yeah, but well, to answer the second question, when does it get sad? That it, like 15 years ago, it got <laughs> sad. Like Blink 182 is Blink 182 doesn't seem sad because they're still rich and playing stadiums, but it's fucking sad. Um. No one going to a Blink show north of 2% can tell you any name of a Blink-182 album after their self-titled one from like 05. But local bands? Um, There was a local band called Stay Behind that I found. They were hilarious. I actually would love to see them. Ah, I'm so sure. You want to see a band because they were hilarious? Dude, they were so fucking funny. <laughs> well, local bands, I didn't I didn't actually I didn't Did he specify local? I thought he just said bands. Did he say local? Am I, th- I, I thought he shit? said local. I'm also dumb as shit. Hold on. One second. 
Let's see. One second. Let's see if the z- let's see if he needs to do more zen and stimulate his brain. Uh so he said, "Can you think of any uh, any other older bands besides Anaphan?" Oh, I thought you said local. Yeah, that's fine. It's a word. We'll have to review the tapes. See you if just you thought it was one that. word. I thought it was a different word. It's fine, dude. Older bands. Um, Alistair is fucking awesome. I love Alistair. I mean, literally, dude. And I need to stop saying that word. Yeah, please. All I listen to, and I mean this, mm-hmm. for the past three months, maybe two months, probably three months, all I listen to is the starting line. And a fair. <laughs> Coldplay. Yeah. Elbow. Like four years strong. And that fucking mix that they made with like a bunch of fucking artists on it that aren't old pop punk bands. Right. So basically what I'm saying is the starting line is my answer. Yeah, I'd love to see the starting line. Because for some reason I listen to them like every day. Of all them, they're my favorite. Of, the, no of, of that whole era, starting line was my favorite. Um, Why do I listen to the starting line every day at 32? And I haven't. It makes no fucking sense, dude. I well, I also wonder. The songs are good on their own, but I do think nostalgia plays a huge part in that. Oh, it hands down does. But because that, if someone was like, "Check this band out now," yeah, not interested. At, when I'm 32 years old, don't fucking care. I'm not listening to a whole fucking album. Oh, you like the starting line? Check out this other band that sounds just like them. Don't care. Nope. Right. I'm only listening to the starting line because of the nostalgia. Yeah. Right. It's just I mean. Yeah. Um, Frankly, mid, it's oh, great. I uh, oh, they're on this list too, I think. But uh fucking Midtown, I was obsessed with Midtown. They were really good. I listened to a little bit of Paramore too, like when I was running too. So that's like you know, yeah. But the thing with Paramore is they're still very relevant. Very like if you irrelevant. if you went to a high school and picked out. 10 girls. Right. And you're like, do you know who Paramore is? They're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, who's Kenny Vasily? They'd be like, yeah. Ew. You got the starting line. Like, oh, yeah, that, the that. creepy kid from biology. <laughs> um, uh, I read the New York Times on my iPad. Out. Oh, being a kid today. Can you imagine? Oh, it'd be the fucking worst. Dude, I'm telling you, I want to do what the Amish do, but instead of like whatever their rule is, like nothing after 1895. Yeah. Nothing after 2010. Wow. I was even going to say like 2007, but I think that's just like. I think as soon as 7,000 people in LA went nuts because John Mayer launched into a slow blues, (laughs) just cut it off there. Good point. You know that I mean? was the peak of the country. <laughs> when, yeah, then it's, the, it's 2007. He just want, went and launched into a slow blues in LA, and 7,000 people went nuts. That put a bow on it. That's it. It's done, dude. Yeah, stick a fork in it. <sighs> Wouldn't that be great, though? I think it'd be fantastic. I think it's because I loved my childhood so much that I just wish it was just on a repeat. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Fuck. Everything sucks now. Everything's horrible. Everything sucks dick, dude. It really does, though. Like, measurably so. It's terrible. 
No, I listen, I get it, dude. Uh, oh. Oh, this is soothing. Anyone listening in their car with a subwoofer is going to feel real good right now. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, if I could hear uh, whatever the dashboard album is with... Um, Oh, here it is. Here it is. This was the peak of the country. You know what's funny? This is actually my favorite song of the uh, trio set. Oh, is that true? We're going to let this, we're going to play this out. How wonderful it feels to know that it's 2007 and we just launched into a slow blues and 7,000 people in LA went nuts. All is not lost. I love how they didn't even go nuts. (laughs) Yeah, he planned to say that before. Because you know... 85% 85% of this audience is girls and they're just like, oh my god, what is this song? <laughs> Another guitar song. Yeah. Play play that song we like. Yeah. That has no fucking blues chords in it. Thanks for listening, folks. Y'all have a nice night now. Thanks, folks. Y'all have a nice night now. Turkish silvers. Turkish silvers. And Zen.